you about to witness is my thoughts Just my thoughts, man Right or wrong Just what I was feeling at the time Hello and thank you for turning on another episode of Jai Time Turkeys. This is Alphonse Prince, A Prince 15 on Twitter, and I'm Ryan Solo this episode. Still going to bring you the hot takes on college football, the NFL, and the NBA. So let's get right into it. First up, we're going to talk about college football. Uh, this weekend was rivalry weekend, and there were some games that pretty much showed out. Um, Alabama whew, dominated the Iron Bowl, throwing up 60 points on uh, Auburn. So they look like they have their spot in the uh, college football playoff firmly secured, regardless of what they do against Georgia. Um, if you watch that game, and I watched uh, about a good half of it, three quarters maybe, um, they're one of the top four teams in the nation. There's just no getting around it. Uh, Tua even, he didn't start off hot, but then you look up and he's throwing passes like it's hard to describe unless you watch it. Um, this was the, one of the few times he played extensively in the fourth quarter, and he only played half the fourth quarter. And he threw a touchdown pass on his way out, and that was a fabulous grab by the receiver. His name escapes me. But then they bring in Jalen Hurts in his first pass as a touchdown. So from top to bottom, um, Alabama is dominating. And I don't, even if they lose, you can't make a compelling argument for me that they're still not one of the top four teams in college football right now um the rest of the top 10 uh went about as expected notre dame got through their last their last hurdle so they'll be in the playoff um clemson started off slow as well in the rivalry game i mean south carolina brought it but eventually clemson pulled away in the second half just too much talent those receivers are just just big and huge and they just make plays um and that leads us into the the final um I don't know what to call it because I'm still kind of like, still like shocked. Not really shocked, but angry. Uh, Michigan had a chance to go into the to to Ohio, the horseshoe, and you know, shut some people up. They had the shot. Like Ohio State came in looking terrible against Maryland. Terrible. Like Maryland put up 50 points and should have won the game. The receivers shouldn't have sat. Should have slid over a little bit more, and Maryland wins that game. And then Ohio State comes in and thumps Michigan. Like, they beat them like they stole something. They beat them like they stole some money and then went and spit that money at the club. And then when Ohio State asked them about it, they was just like, yeah, I did it. Like, they beat them down 60 points. And the game was, after they blocked the punt, the game wasn't close anymore. And I've been hearing like, oh, now Michigan has Ohio State. Well, they've been had an Ohio State problem. Like, this right now is just the culmination of I don't know man this is this is just bad and I don't even know if Harbaugh is going to survive this season it seems like ridiculous to even think about that but honestly like you lose your rival with that much on the line like that much on the line college football playoff you haven't been in it you get to go to the Big Ten title game when it, like just all these things right there in front of you, and that's the dud you put up. Like number one defense, where, who? I didn't see it. I did not see it at all. Like we knew the offense was going to be a struggle, but man, that was that was embarrassing. So now we got to hear about Ohio State being back in it, even though like 
They actually suck. But you can't, I can't really say that because, hey, I like Michigan and they dumped Michigan. So for that fourth spot, um, I actually think the inside track goes to Georgia. Uh, they lost to LSU is one of their loss. Oh, LSU is their only loss. And LSU was still in the top 10. Um, so, you know, but Oklahoma gets a chance to avenge their loss to Texas. Um, so they may have something to say about that. Ohio State is now in the Big Ten title game, which means we'll be talking about them for at least a week. Uh, but I think Georgia has an inside shot. As long as they don't get, like, allow 60 points. If they if they lose 31-27 or, forget it, 40-27, to 27, I mean, I don't see how they cannot. I mean, it would be arguments, of course, but that's who I would put put my money on entering the the um, final four. Now, the one thing they might have working against them is that if they have to be their number four seed, they would have to play Alabama again. And I'm pretty sure, like, don't know anybody in that room, but I'm pretty sure they would not make the call to have two teams face off again that just played the week before. Um and I don't see how you would put Georgia coming off a loss in the SEC title game over a Notre Dame team who doesn't play in a conference title game, which I don't blame them for. Why give yourself another chance to lose when you already got what you would need from a conference? You have your own TV deal with NBC. Um, you kind of just get to set your own schedule. It's not their fault teams fall off. Like, if you looked at their schedule at the beginning of the year, you was like, oh, yeah, this is a schedule worthy of college football playoff. Um, it's not their fault that Michigan is one of the few teams that held up their end of the deal. So, that being said, uh, championship week is next week. So, let's get ready to uh, argue for a week about who should have the fourth spot, whether it's Georgia, whether it's Oklahoma, or whether it's Ohio State. Um, as I said before, my money's on Oklahoma. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Well, let me see. My money's on Georgia, but look what that Freudian slip looks like. It might be Oklahoma getting into it. Now we transition to the NFL games that happened on Thanksgiving. The Bears, who got screwed by the NFL schedule makers, um, played the last game on Sunday and the first game on Thursday. So I'm pretty sure they're enjoying their mini bye week because that was terrible on their bodies. However, they found a way to to uh, squeak by and win their game against the Lions. Um, the final score of that uh, was hold on, let me get that. The final score of that was twenty three sixteen. Um, it was a good game from uh, Chase Daniel. Yes, he's still in the league in them checks, but he showed you know he could come off the bench in a pinch. And help the Bears, you know, do some things. That defense still is putting on a clinic. Um, the Lions, I, I mean, are they going to trade Matt Stafford? I don't know. They're just, they took away all of his weapons on the outside. And then they didn't uh, give him anything to replace it. So, really, I don't know how he kept that score close. But he did. Um, two interceptions kind of killed him, though, especially that one that uh, Eddie Jackson returned for the game winner. Because that was that was a good one. Uh, the second game I'm going to talk about 
is um, the Saints. <laughs> the Saints kept on marching on, and they defeated the Falcons 31-17 in a game was that was not nearly that close. I believe it was 31-3, and then the Saints took their foot off the pedal and was like, uh, all right, we can start easing back here. Um, I hesitate on calling them the favorites in the East because, I mean, football is just a funny sport like that. They can look so good and then get to the playoffs and they can't do any of that stuff. Um, you know, the Rams played them close. So that was that was a good game. Uh, I just... there I wouldn't be shocked if they came out the NFC, but I'm not ready to put them as the favorite. And then lastly, uh, the last game that I'll talk about or the last game on Thanksgiving was the Cowboys Redskins and the Cowboys won um, 31-23 in a game that was closer than it should have been damn Colt McCoy is quarterback in that the team from Washington and he's Colt McCoy like it should never have been 31-23 I don't understand what is going on um, I'm glad Amari Cooper was able to you know get some some rack yards, you know, 40-yard, 40, 50-yard 40, pass touchdown, and then a 90-yard one. Way to get that rack. Uh, I'm still not sold. I'm still not sold. Um, I'm, it's going to take them, like, you know, winning a playoff game or something. And even then, I'm still not going to be sold. Uh, I, I just been here too many times. And, you know, I don't need to get all up in arms if... They're only going to do the minimum to beat the Redskins, who are down to their backup QB, who's been here for three years, so we know what it is. Yeah. Speaking of bad Washington teams, we're going to transition to the NBA and talk about the Wizards, who, uh, I mean, they want to blow up the team, or they're taking, they're taking calls to blow up the team. But they don't really have, like, they're, they're going to get pennies on a dollar, like low pennies on a dollar for anybody that they try to trade. Because if you're anybody else in the league, why? Why don't they give up young talent and or picks for anybody on that squad? Like, they're good players. Some of them have the propensity to be great. But in terms of, like, temperament for a team, I don't know about that. I mean, John Wall's hard player when you have him motivated, but who's to say he's going to be motivated on a new team? Bradley Bill, I still can't figure out like if he's a helper to fixing the Wizards or if he's part of the reason the Wizards are in this jumbled mess. Uh, Otto Porter and Kelly Oubre, like, are they fighting over minutes? Is this part of the? Pro- it's just a lot, and that's before we even start talking about Dwight Howard, like. That bringing him to the team, he'll, he'll get unfairly blamed because he hasn't been there long enough to cause any issues. But trouble follows follows him kind of wherever he goes. So I heard a lot of rumors with like teams out west, specifically Pelicans, Trailblazers, and the Lakers. Um, I don't know what I would give up. Like not except Portland. Portland, you might need to. To create your team because you're kind of the wizards of the West with no internal fighting that we know of. Like you're kind of stuck with your two to three best players making a bunch of money, but you're not making any headway in the playoffs. 
And I say that with the West being as jumbled as we've ever seen it. Like, I just checked the standings, and the Lakers have lost seven games. I believe they're in the seventh spot after the latest set of games. But first place has five losses. So if they're at the worst, they're two games out of first in the West. Um, and this is with the Grizzlies at the top of the West. Uh, there's somebody else who snuck in there. Because Portland is, I mean, not Portland. The Jazz are out. The Timberwolves are out right now. And Houston is like eight or nine. So those are three teams right there who were not in the playoffs. And then we have the Lakers and Memphis and Denver. Denver's the third team who would be in the playoffs if it started today. So the West is jumbled. It is really opening. But I don't think the Wizards have the leverage to swing a trade. Because if I'm the Lakers, I'm not giving up. Who am I giving up for Bill? It's not as you can't give up Lonzo because Rondo's hurt. Um, it's too early to pull the plug on Ingram. Uh, you like what Josh Hart brings to the team. Kuzma is a no. So what are you really bringing up? What are you really giving up? Um, I would stand pat, see how much the Wizards crumble. Uh, see, see what they do. And then go from there. Um, speaking of the Lakers, they're finding some footing. They're looking good. They're looking good. I think my my prediction of a top four seed in the West is looking better and better because they have not hit that that two two and a half three week stretch of that Bron teams do where they just come out on fire and then go like undefeated for two three weeks. Um, they've had that. I think they've lost twice in the last eight games or so, eight, nine games. So they're they're trending towards that, but I'm getting excited, man. I'm getting excited. This would be a great, like, it'd be great for LeBron to get deep into the playoffs his first year in the Lakers, um, just for the NBA as a whole. But then for the Lakers specifically, I definitely think that them getting to the playoffs, deep into the playoffs, will shade some of the narrative of stars going with LeBron. Now, don't get me wrong. Every type of star can't play with LeBron. That's just a fact. Um, and yes, if you come from a, a team where you've been ball dominant, then you're going to have to change your ways a little bit. But if you are a scorer who doesn't need the ball, like when he's in the game, when LeBron, when you're in the game with LeBron, if you could get your buckets without having the ball, and then when LeBron goes to the bench, you can get your buckets and you're okay with that, it's easy money. I think people get mad at LeBron for Kyrie, which, I mean, some of that is on Kyrie. Not on Kyrie, but Kyrie didn't want to be second fiddle, and that's fine. But LeBron gave Kyrie, like, I think he was serious when he was like, he wanted to give the keys to Kyrie. And Kyrie said, okay, that's cool, but, like, I, I got a little bit to see how this game is played, too, and we're different players. And when you leave, the team they built for you, I'm not going to be able to easily succeed with them. So I'm out. Hey, I mean, you can't blame them for being, you know, seeing the future and saying, hey, I'm going to control my narrative the way I want to. Totally fine for that. Um, we'll see if a star will go with LeBron. But that's Bradley Bill makes a good case, but you would I don't I wouldn't give up much to get him. 
why save the Wizards from themselves? Um, and then right now, I can't think of anybody, but injuries will change some things. Uh, I think Lonzo will continue to get better. I think Ingram will continue to find his way. Um, I just hope he keeps his his wits and don't, you know, get thrown out of any more games or get too frustrated and allow himself to be taken advantage of in that way. But I'm definitely looking forward to Christmas slated games. Um, and my league pass is getting its money's worth. Yeah, I'm staying up to watch late, later and later Laker games. So the NBA, man, <laughs> it's fantastic. It's 24-7, 365 and bring on Christmas. Well, that's it for this episode of Jive Time Turkeys. Tune in later this week for where we'll discuss the college football rankings, the rest of the NFL's Week 12 slate, and the latest news in the NBA. We thank you for turning on this episode, and until next time, peace.